Welcome to the Luca Pete Show. Do I start every single show by saying welcome, Luke? Yeah. This is upsetting, isn't it? Sorry. I like to think that spiritually the listeners never go away. No, true. They're just hanging out in the ether until the time comes that I have to sit them down and Activate tell them, them. that, that uh, it is David Guetta's birthday. It's uh, okay. Marie Curie and David De Gea. So many happy returns. To Who's made more of a contribution? I don't know. I mean, you know, she doesn't do anything, Curie. Could she? Could she? Um, <laughs> she's she's only, never good with her feet. The only scientist to ever win Nobel Prizes in two different scientific disciplines, I think. Yeah, she was never good with her feet, though, was she? And, she, <laughs> and, but, and her mi- can, and her mixing and her mixing leaves she, to be de- de- desired. Has she ever chucked a, a USB stick into a computer at Coachella? No, probably not. Exactly. And um, Peter, exactly. I was going to say to you before you moved on. I think you know, for my taste, a bit too quickly. I was going to say. The listeners are like those people you told me about in minor characters in video games who stand there like that with their arms mm. outstretched until they're called upon and then yeah. they come into the main game. Does like that work as an analogy? Does it work? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like it's like um, we've got all of these is it Siberian geese at the moment over on uh, South End, kind of like flapping around and squawking. Um, it's astonishing how far birds fly. And I, I know, like, I love Siberian geese. They're the, by, by almost, almost. Oh, is it, are they also known as the red-breasted geese? Because if so, they are too the, far away. I don't know. <laughs> okay, because they're some of the it's, most beautiful geese in my view. But carry on. Yeah. Well, they're in... Um, I'm trying to think the... Uh, what am I looking at? Where? Who sent me? It might be my dad, actually. My dad sent me a um, a clip of a... It was a bird, and it was a young bird that broke the distance record for migration. Nice. A five-month-old bar-tailed godwit flew 8,500 miles in 11 days from Alaska to uh, um, Tasmania, which is, like, it's too much, isn't it? That is too much. Yeah, that's that. So too that is flying. that's a really, really good achievement. Um, the bird, Bartel Godwit, for those who don't know, have got a massive, long, slender beak. Mm. Quite nice to look at. Look great on the wing as well, uh, which you'd expect because they're, they're traveling that kind of distance. Then um, you know, good on them, I say. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but Peter, what I was just thinking to myself, I don't know why I thought about this, mm. um, but I was going to say. It's Monday today, start of a new week. You know, the nights are mm. drawing in because of the clocks have gone back and all the rest of it. What do you think Bono's doing today? <laughs> what do you think Bono's doing today? Um, so, the, I could you want me to clarify he's probably, it about his, I, I, he's probably thinking about his son's career. I don't because know. on Thursday... Oh, yeah, his son's doing okay. On Thursday, we talked a bit about a Michelin star guide or judge. Mm. You know, P.F. Chang. We talked. It started off being about PF Changs, but we moved yeah. on to that. And we said that you know they're not realistically going and they're judging meals every night. Yeah, you know, they have to keep their powder dry to be to, to, to some extent. And so it just made me think that famous people we know them for the famous things they do. Mm. But to me, it's interesting to think of what they do as a normal everyday thing. Like, what's their normal day look like? You know, in the episode of Alan Partridge, where he tells his girlfriend that he knows Bono, and he takes her to a stately home and says, this is Bono's house. Yeah. And Bono sits in this big four-poster bed with a massive bowl of Alpen. I just wondered what you thought Bono actually is doing right now. Well, I was in a a barber shop, uh, get me a haircut, and uh, this, uh, the the lady who was cutting my hair said... uh, can you can you hear this guy on? He was playing on a Spotify. Can you hear this guy? That's uh, that's Bono's son. Yeah. And I was like, and I looked and 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 I heard it, and I was like, I don't think this sounds like the popular indie beat combo um, inhaler. Uh, it's Bonivere, and she'd got very confused. With it. <laughs> 
she got That's very excellent. confused about Bonivar. Um, conflating the, the, the Bono sounds done very well out of that. <laughs> Bono ever, I know, I know, because inhaler a bit shit. Um, but it, it just really made me giggle that, that, that she got terribly confused. So I can only imagine he is um, uh, greasing the pole for his son to ascend to being a, a, a major uh, label and major stage festival concern. I've got a couple of things to say on that. Mm. One is, did you see that Bonifer played Wembley Arena, I want to say last week, maybe the week before, and he brought Taylor okay. Swift out? He did, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt Edmondson on Radio 1 told me about that. Or was it Emil Franchi on Absolute Radio? I can't remember. Either way, somebody told me about it. <clears throat> they told you about it, or you were just listening to their show? Uh, they told me about it through <coughs> the radio. <laughs> oh, right. It still counts. It's a very personal still medium. It still counts, yeah. And, right. and the second thing is, so uh, on Thursday I talked about um, that band I mentioned a couple of anecdotes about the mayhem uh, one yep. of the guys from the band the drummer i still see he's a good friend of mine and um i think he might actually listen to this show so if you're listening Woody, hello to you and mm. i go uh to see him you know semi-regularly and we play music together and we hang out and all that good stuff anyway his friend who's now become a friend of mine is a guy called mark and he used to be a record engineer and um lovely fella and he actually engineered um the nick cave album no more shall we part uh, which is an amazing claim to fame. Uh, he's got some great stories Decent. about Nick Cave. They're his stories, not mine. Anyway, the point being, that's a rather long run-up to me saying that he is the first person I've ever met that's actually phobic of having a haircut. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Will not get involved in the whole haircut No, thing. he said to me that the he only ever cuts his own hair or gets his wife to do it. Mm. And he said to me, what should be available as an option, which I thought was a pretty interesting idea, actually, is he said you should have an option to be able to, on the website beforehand, select a haircut, right? And just go in and not have to speak to anyone. Yeah. And they just cut it your just hair happens. and then you go. Almost like That's an anonymous That's a good idea, that. Kind of like, a, like a, oh, you could have like um, uh, an abandoned uh, toilet. You just, there's a hole in the wall, like a glory hole, and you stick your Where head through Where does that come them. from? Like a little Stick glory hole, but for haircuts. Yeah, just well, a big, a instead minute. of a little hole a for a willy, so, so the a big idea hole being for a head. That, the idea being that, as far as I know, mm. a glory hole is so it's completely anonymous. It's yeah. somewhat disappointing for your an- anonymity to put your head through it, isn't it? <laughs> well, you can wear a big mask, but you got your head down. Well, what, well, and then yeah. you just cut your hair like you that. And you never anyway. What's the point of putting your head through a hole? You never need to see anyone. You never need to sort of like know that person is, and they just chop, 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 chop. No, your you hair put your head through lovely. the hole. You, you're going to see them. <laughs> What's the point of putting your head through the hole if you're also wearing a mask? It's just inconvenient. It just gives you a bad back. The hairdresser's <laughs> got to bend down. Haircuts. Yeah, you just kind of like you whisper what you want. You just go oh, I like an undercut, please, and you just stick your head through, and they do it. Banatai's not invested in that. You'd, and you and and the barber could do several haircuts at the time as long as you stick your head through the wall at the, 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 the right angle, I suppose. You Great you are stuff. someone we've took, we've discussed before that you're someone who finds it awkward to get a haircut. Is it because of the yeah, chat? Massively. Can't st- yeah, it's just it's just endless. Uh, it's just I love a, the lady who cuts my hair. She's so cool. Yeah, she, like they're all great, but I just, I just, I just know there's just going to be slightly uncomfortable chatter. I prefer the Turkish barbers where no, like certainly the one near where I got my MRT with my Fiat. Um, I just popped. In He's not and, doing and both things, just, is he? What, and you they wait? were just, and they were just shouting at each other in Turkish, and it was just great. I was like, "You're good. No one's talking to me. They're yeah. having an argument in Turkish. It's good stuff." They're probably slagging you off. <laughs> probably was. Yeah, look at this fucking loser. I'm cutting the hair off. Why is he bothering? He's 
Fucking my, my, anyway. my hairdresser my hairdresser makes me feel very good about myself because she's really lovely and a genuinely very nice person she's got her own business in the area mm-hmm. where i live and i'm happy to support her uh, but she also makes me feel a lot better about myself because she's into things like crystals and astrology and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so if i say to her i'm having a bit of a tough week she'll be like oh it's okay it's because jupiter's in retrograde don't blame yourself and i come away <laughs> thinking it's nothing to do with me yeah like, you can no, sort of i can't say- control anything you could say anything in this. You've got it's fine. Yeah, because the crystals in it. Yeah, did you did you know, Luke, that um, yeah, that like Jupiter's in retrograde, which means it's very difficult to achieve things. And I, I mean, part of me, admittedly, is thinking: is it would it be more noticeable if everyone in the world was finding it hard to achieve something because Jupiter was in <laughs> retrograde? Because I feel like that should be on the radar. It should be factored into like public holidays. We should all yeah. have a public holiday when Jupiter's in retrograde because no one can get anything fucking done. Yeah. Why bother? Pushing against, well, exactly. pissing against the wind. But then the other part of it must be that she thinks it's maybe only affecting people with my star sign. <laughs> and I just think to myself, I mean, Jupiter is, you know, it's 10,000 t- times the radius of Earth. You know, it's a long way away. I, yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if it can realistically be affecting me. So anyway, but she's nice, and I like getting my hair yeah. cut there, and I, I never get it cut by anyone else, and I even pay a little bit more than I could elsewhere to support a local business. Mm. Well, I uh, was I, I was watching, um, speaking of um, tall men with curly hair, I was watching uh, a performance uh, at, in uh, New York, um, Central Park, by Art Garfunkel and Paul Simon. Uh- <laughs> okay. Is Art Garfunkel actually tall, or is it just that Paul Simon's really short? That's the thing I'm talking about, right? I So their whole relationship seemed to sort of like just get fucked up by the fact that the, each of them thought that the other person was always about to leave due to better offers. You know, one was a songwriter, one wasn't a songwriter. One had offers from Hollywood, one didn't. And so they were just constantly throughout their really successful um, yeah. few years together, they were just constantly thinking that the other one was going to fuck them over, right? It's just constantly happening, right? And they didn't yeah. enjoy working with each other. But a lot of it stemmed from Paul Simon uh, being shot, and that was something that Art Garfunkel on repeated occasions to score a point or two would press a button about about his height, right? And I thought, and it's <laughs> over in the car. We watched this, we watched uh, this wonderful performance from them in 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 Central Park. I don't know whether it's the eighty one or the or, or an earlier performance. I think it was the one they did in nineteen eighty one when they when they got back together. Yeah, and Art Garfunkel was in his massive big uh kind of uh, vest vest and jean and shoes sort of combo sort of thing anyway and and it, it was stark yeah. because all of the people in the, in the in the park it wasn't like let's make as much money as humanly possible and really smash everyone together and and and, and you know get, get as many people in in one place at the, at the same time and, and 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 make as much money as possible everyone at the front was just sat down and they had a bit of room about like around each other and yeah. no one was going insane and obviously no one was taking photographs all that stuff all that good stuff it was just all it looked really fucking chill and really fun and i guess that's what you got from folksy folk but it, it just seemed like a really fun gig uh, that no one was just being a dick at right uh, anyway um and and we're watching it and and so so reading up on on why they why they fell out um it was made like big parts of it were were, were that um paul simon physically was was, was not as big as Art garfunkel right and i i thought well how tall are those two people mm. now paul simon is five foot three right <laughs> yeah art garfunkel is five foot nine. He's not even that tall. He's average at best. Yeah. It's like two bald men fighting over a comb. 
he lo- he looks really tall, but it's only because Paul Simon is tiny. So um, I mean, why short, anyone? It? That, I mean, that is, that is particularly short, yeah. But it's but it's it just made me laugh that it was like, oh my god, like I can't that tall. He's literally just a lick over my head. I love it because it's it's only, it's, a, it's a it's a dispute that only can really exist between the two of them because every other person they're going to meet of the every other man they're going to meet is more than likely to be taller than them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Both like of them. They, they always said, Orange the Giant, never hang out with basketball players because they're all going to be taller than you. And yeah, and it, it would destroy the, le- the legacy, the, the image. <laughs> and, and I think also, it's a remarkable thing. So I didn't actually know that about them, but I did know that, of course, that Paul Simon wrote all the songs. And you think to yourself, I understand that insecurity is something that can drive people forward and can mm. be used positively. And, and Why are you no fucking gun. bothered? You're Paul yeah. Simon for yeah. quite a I mean, Garfunkel's not contributing anything other than just singing. I know. Yeah, he's Why the organ grinder. You're the monkey. Man. You're the organ grinder. He's the monkey. You know. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. kind of funny that I, I think I think yeah. what happens is like this happens a lot with bands and all the rest of it. It's rarefied atmospheres, isn't it? It's like cabin fevery type stuff. <clears throat> These tiny things become actually quite important because you're in each other's pockets all the time, and to other people, it just seems like a complete, completely pointless, like waste of time and like unbelievably petty. But then I guess that kind of is. What happens in marriages and relationships and stuff? We mentioned mm. that. You know, we alluded to that on Thursday, didn't we? You know, if, no one really knows apart from the people involved. Um, yeah, very very well, strange I, well, stuff. I, I mean, at that point, that I learned that. I said, I mean, look, I mean, our guy Funkel, he's he's only a, an inch over average. And uh, then that- Sarah googled what the actual average was in the UK, and it's. It is five foot nine. Yeah, uh, absolutely fuming. I was. I said, get some more stats, and then she looked some more stats up. Uh, piece in the tele- Daily Telegraph, BBC. They all said five foot nine. Uh, what are you? And I, I, I got measured two weeks ago, and I am five foot eight and a half. That's a shame. <laughs> that is a shame, isn't it? That is a shame. Is Art Garfunkel totally sure. Uncle including his hair in that? I know exactly. I, I, I would want very much to uh, that stocking feet and shaved head for me. Top of the yeah. palette. It's got yeah. That's that's your, so that's exactly right. So how do they get the how do they get the average? Because there's no way they're making everyone in the country take their shoes off. That's true. Yeah, that, that's. True. It's funny because that's I'm true. six three, but I've got a lot of small man energy, haven't I? <laughs> quite aggressive. Quite quite a pet, quite a petty man. That's why our albums suck. Yeah, <laughs> you're the you're the, Yeah, this is the thing. You're the you're the big you're the big songwriter here. You're the one who creates all the content. I'm just the one who fucking says everyone look at him, and so it works for us as well. <laughs> But thankfully, you're not as insecure as Paul Simon, I think. Well, just talk about the, the, different things, I, I suppose. I, do you know what's really, what really taint Simon and Garfunkel for me? Is that, and this isn't going to be a completely bizarre story, so I apologise in advance, but I promise you this is true. At, when I went to college mm. to do media, where I met Marcus, and um, I think I might have met Jim around that time, but anyway, I also met Chris, who was one of the original presenters of the Ramble. And, anyway... I we I used to be I played for the football team for a bit and I I was I was involved in some of the social events on campus and all that kind of stuff as you can imagine a nineteen year old me would be mm. and um, well, there was this one night where they used to do like a it was like a karaoke thing but they it was there at the student union but it was like their thing was they used to <clears throat> really jazz it up so they would do like they would dress the stage and they would do like backing singers and all this kind of cool stuff right and it was kind of like a prototype thing for you know XFM used to do where you could do karaoke with a full band it was kind of like that that's right yeah yeah that was so cool I love that so anyway it was run by this guy called Brett I'm not going to use his surname because I've got no beef with the guy Um, uh, but anyway he was the um, the events kind of manager for the union but he was like in his 30s at the time you know the type I mean Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. hanging around with a lot of 19-year-olds, uh, the usual story. Um, 
he used to organize all these events, obviously. And then every, <laughs> this sounds mental now, but I promise, I promise you this is true. And it didn't really kind of register at the time, but I mean, in retrospect, it just seems ridiculous. He used to do for his birthday, he used to make his birthday at the Student Union a really big deal. Right. And he used to do an evening with Brett where you could be invited along or you would pay or whatever. And he would do like, um, you know, like you see him on ITV now, like almost like a audience with Shirley Bassey or whatever. Yeah. He would do that. <laughs> right? It's mad. It is mad, obviously. But he would ask people to come up and do the, do the karaoke thing and sing with him and all the rest of it. Yeah. And um, he asked me and a couple of others for absolutely no reason, impromptu, on the night, to do Bridge Over Troubled Water with him by Simon and Garfunkel, which at the time being 19, I think I only just really only knew it because like, my parents had it on vinyl. I didn't really know the song. And he yeah. just made me do it. And it was so embarrassing that now, even now, like 30 years, not so much, 20 years later, I can't even really kind of not think about that every time it comes on the radio or something so my Simon and Garfunkel kind of chances of ever being a fan of theirs is tainted by a provincial man called Brett who uh, basically made me out to be a bellend on stage when everyone knew then and now I'm perfectly capable of doing that myself did you did you sing the high parts or the low parts I think I just kind of murmured. There was four of us to be fair so it wasn't just me but I think I just mumbled my way through it I didn't even know the tune really (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was I, I was uh, with my um, two nieces at the weekend, and uh, it was my mum's seventieth <clears throat> birthday, bless her, and she uh, and, and we were watching The Lion King two, right? And uh, my my sister and bless her, her, her husband Mark, um, they're not the most technically able, bless them, and they I'm just gonna say bless them so many times. Uh, do you, you mean show. the one? Sorry, sorry to cut in, but I'd be a pedant. But do you mean the one that kind of the straight to video one, not the remake? Live action. Yes, one. the straight to video one. Yeah, yeah okay. it's basically dealing with the son of Scar uh, getting in a relationship with the son of. Uh, well, we, 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 we is it Simba, called Simba's basically. Pride? And it's got Nev Simba's Pride. So Simba's in charge of the Pride. Yeah, okay. Simba's got a daughter, and she's keen on Scar's grandkid or kid, I don't know, whatever. Um, but it completely unlovable. Like, the the animation was dreadful. Uh, the, the frame rate on it was just rank. It was just all a bit shit. You weren't anyway, saying this during them watching it, were you? No, no, no. Okay. Emma is obsessed with it and she watches it like, like every kid. They just watch it about five or six times. Like, yeah. just, like, they just will not stop watching it. Yeah. And so Emma's all the way through going, Pete, watch, uh, Uncle, Uncle Computer, watch this. Um, she calls you Uncle uh, Computer? Uncle Computer. Uh, watch this. <laughs> Watch this. Does uh, she really with, call uh, you that? She says, yeah, Uncle Computer. <laughs> and uh, she says, watch this bit. Uh, he's all right, though, in the end, though. And he joins up with another pride. And, and they're going to fall in love. And, they, and I'm like, just let me, hey, let me watch it. Oh, bless you. <laughs> bless you, bless you. Uh, but they had on the telly, um, they had um, Swedish subtitles that they could not get rid of. Like, uh, they could not get rid of. On, on could the, Uncle Computer on the, sort it or not? Uncle Computer sorted it. Uncle Computer fixed it. And changed it to computer, is it, a DVD English, player, English subtitles. And... Um, so watching that and uh, and and the song comes on and because the songs are so like it's not Elton John quality circle of no. life it is some absolute jobbing musicians creating these monstrosities for the Lion King two Simba's Pride uh, and 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 the lyrics are just like the lyrics are on the screen so I'm sort of singing even though I've never seen the song before yeah and Emma's like have you seen this before and I'm going no I'm just reading the words yeah. so 
In many ways, I was doing what you were doing on stage, but you didn't really have the words. Disrespectful to Lady Smith, Black Mambazo, and Tina Turner, by the way. That was not on Lion King 2. They, they were they not. Are, apparently, they featured. They were I just never heard. I won't have this. Um, Friend of Paul Simon, the aforementioned PS. I've just oh. been, um, I've, I've actually been, I've actually been stitched up to the ch- in, in, on the same theme by a niece of mine as well, because when my, yeah. when my sister got married, my niece would have been, I don't know, probably four. Right. And um, they got married in Santorini. And uh, the first night everyone got there, the family and the friends, they organised a karaoke night. Um, mm. Just yeah, a bit of an icebreaker. A really good idea. It was a great night in the end. Mm. But um, Betsy, my niece, decided that she wanted to sing The Lion King's I Just Can't Wait to Be King yeah. in karaoke. And she said, and it would have worked perfectly. Let me tell you something. It would have been an absolute <laughs> dream because she wanted me to be Zazu. Perfect. Rowan okay, Atkinson right. can do that cool. sarcastic English accent bit. She's got a child's voice, so she can do Simba. We're in business. She watches it every day. She knows it like the back of her hand. So <laughs> we get called up, Betsy and me. Song starts. Yeah? She yeah, freezes. Okay. It happens. She freezes. You know, Just she, let you get on with it. She freezes. Um, <laughs> you know, I've obviously got a little bit of uh, experience on the stage, Pete, as you well know. Uh, so... I step up, end up doing both voices. I think oh. I managed to carry it off. I mean, people weren't walking out, but it's not <laughs> easy to flip out. between, you know, Zazu and Simba. No, and exactly. Betts, Betts was with me the whole time. I was carrying her. So mm. she was there with the mic, didn't say a thing. And and also, it, you don't know whether you like you don't know whether some of the accents in the Lion King that you're doing are a bit is a bit off to do these days. You, Simba and Zazu's fine. Well. Zazu's Simba basically Zazu's like an aristocratic yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of you know, like Englishman. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Some of the other stuff. But if you wouldn't... start doing the Mandrill or whatever the hell it is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you I can't. think he's got quite a strong accent. It's like, what am I doing? Yeah, what am can't. I doing? Well, if there's no. one thing you and I can both agree on, Pete, as we go into the break here, is that you can't say anything these days, can you? You really can't. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Cancel us, walk police. We're back with the with the Luca Petra. I'm Pete Dawson, joined by Mr. Lukey Moa. Despite not being able to say anything these God. days, we'll probably do another 10 minutes. We'll do another 10 minutes and you're going to yeah. fucking listen to it, all right? Yeah. I don't care, yeah. we're doing the car with kids. So, that, so, so look, in summary, that, that just before the break, the old karaoke thing, I've had time to reflect mm. in the ad break and I do still think she was out of order. <laughs> well, t- when she grows up, Old enough, you can really, you can no, really cut a town and really uh, shout at her. I love her dearly, and it was still a great moment. Uh, and it didn't, did it stop me getting back up and doing call me maybe about an hour later? No, it didn't. So you know, true that. Well, we had like uh, we had uh, the, the the kids were very much um, having a sweet time at the weekend, and uh, my dad was on very very good form, like astonishingly good form. Great. Um, when great we got to the see. pub for a bit of food, uh, and he decided gifts? to he, he was regaling us with um, stories of the um, the pool when he was a kid. It was like a miner's pool that was like basically where all of like the runoff that they pumped out of the out of the um, out of the mine, right? Then the, the the miners had funded this kind of like municipal pool, effectively, right? But it was filled with silt and soot and and basically all the shit that came out of the mine at the bottom in Seam, right? And uh, he like, said this, this is, oh, this is already depressing. Just <laughs> really, really depressing. But I was like, so he said it was just sludge at the bottom. I said, well. Could they not go a rift sludge? He's going, yeah, probably. But apparently, all of like the Olympic hopefuls, because there was very few. He was he was really proud of the fact they had like a I don't know a ten meter hard board, a hundred meter. You know, he's obsessed with that. How, how big the the boards were. I was like, yeah, dad, but you're diving into like pool with like loads of heavy metals in it. And stuff. Yeah. It's not ideal at all, really. Is, is it? Oh a, yeah, is yeah. It a, it's a wonder. So my granddad tells a story about how he used to spend a lot of his time playing in the bomb craters during the Second World War when he was a kid. Right, okay, yeah, yeah And then yeah. he also used to... So, have you heard the phrase, um, black as pitch? Yes, yeah, You know yeah. what pitch is, right? It's like a black tar, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he said that, He said that like, his parents used to give him pitch to like chew on when he was chew hungry. On, yeah. I think that's all right, though, isn't it? It's just bits of... It's all dinosaurs, isn't it? It's all old dinosaurs. He's 91 in two like weeks. He's still the... fine. He's still driving his car. He's still chewing it. Yeah. <laughs> so he also... I mean, speaking of... Um, Speaking of having it tough back in the day, I think he was born. He was born in 1931. Yeah, his mother was 15 when he was born. She gave birth to him at home, with no medical intervention, and he and his two brothers and six sisters lived in a two-room house. And they were right. Okay. And, and um, he was evacuated <clears throat> during the war to the countryside with his cousin. Nice to get some room. They ran. They ran away. <laughs> I can't believe it. They ran away. Uh, what from the? From the, from the evacu- evacuation house, they got put in with a family out in the countryside, in the West Country or somewhere. Right. He was about 11, something like that. Yeah. 
and his cousin was, I think, 13, they ran away and made their way all the way back to Portsmouth. That's a... That, what? Yeah. Kids just managed to get Yeah. He said they just followed the railway tracks. I mean, it shits on uh, my dad walking all the way back from Sunderland one How time. How long's that? Not very far. Not very far at all. <laughs> Not certainly the West yeah. Country back to Portsmouth. That's incredible. Yeah, he also wow. tells a story of my granddad. I might have mentioned this to you before, where the, um, his dog got um, mange or something. Right. Well, he had a dog that he just he just found, and it started following him around, and he became his dog, and he did all this paper around and stuff when he was like 12 or 13 or whatever it was. Mm. And um, his dog got mange, didn't know what was wrong with it, so he took it to his mum. I guess his dad was, was away at war or whatever. His mum said, oh, yeah, it's got mange, you have to get it put down. She made him walk to the vet and get it put down himself. Oh, that's uh, that that's old school, isn't it? That is old school stuff. Tough. It's tough going, that. It's tough going. I, yeah, mean, I, know. I, would, I would find that hard with any of my pets now. And I'm 42. <laughs> go and do it yourself, for crying yeah. out loud. That would, be, that, wow. would be, that would be my wife telling me, go and do it yourself. <laughs> anyway, well, so it's tough. Got, uh, it's tough back in the day, mate. I know. I, I just googled the Dawn Colliery Pool. The pit pool was filled with the warm water uh, they used to cool the colliery air compressors with, uh, pumping it from mine into pool. What's the name of it, uh, Pete? It's again Dawn Colliery. Colliery. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a very famous diving centre where people would just dive off massive. Uh, you know, to be fair, it looks fucking massive. Um, during uh, the, the pool is quite black, and divers never wanted to go to the bottom of this deep pool for fear of meeting something unknown waiting to grab them. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, we needn't worry. During a visit at the time of the pool's demolition, it was experienced that the pool had a very smooth, nice concrete bottom. Why was it black then? Why was it yeah. sludgy and black at the bottom? For crying out loud! Get rid of that sludge. Just have nice clean water. Wasn't oh, there famously dear. a massive uh, explosion at the CM Colliery in back in the day? Oh, I don't know. There I was. Like, that was a big thing, wasn't it? See, you're talking about see him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably. I mean, they were, they were, they were. My dad was down the pit as you know, as recently into the seventies. So, yeah. Was your dad down the pit in 1880 when it happened? Uh, it's hard to tell. Hard to tell with him. He tells some tall tales. He was. He was. Sixty te- people died. Apparently, yeah. He was showing us. Um, he was showing. A, a fucking. Did you see that fucking a couple of weeks ago? That um. That crushing it on it. The Halloween. Oh deal. my god, that's that was awful. So bad. I, so like, so like that. I can understand how that fucking happened because it is just the world's smallest concentrated night spot in a small yeah small little sort of sort of walkway basically um bars on each side just really really really, i mean it some of the pictures were fucking atrocious i don't know how they managed to I, i i mean real Whenever anything like like this happens, uh, it's 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 absolutely trusted. But I mean, you know, South Korea is not. We're not talking like, you know, the middle of fucking nowhere. This is that 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 is a a major capital city in in the east. It's uh, it's a, it's a disgrace. That really sad. And uh, everyone and everyone kid like everyone would have been kids. Everyone would have been kids. Like, right. like Halloween's just they love Halloween out there. And 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 fuck me, it's just absolutely dreadful. I'm not really sure what to say to that, Peter. Sorry, I, sorry I agree. I mean, I Shall agree we hit with the you. email button. Whenever we have a little, <laughs> yeah, we have to do a vault fast. Let's let's just stick an email in there. Uh, hello to uh, Lewis. Hello, Lewis. Save yourself the pain. Ready head style. Um, hello, boys. Having having recently discovered the show, I've been working my way through your back catalogue. How dare you, Lewis? I'm enjoying regular updates regarding Pete's contempt for his own digestive system. Agree. That's part big part if, of the show. 
If you're interested in finding a worthy uh, adversary to Pete and his wacky food creations, I suggest you look into at SuperPedJason on Instagram. Each meal posted on this man's Instagram is a different kind of war crime, and he's doing this with alarming frequency. Keep up the good work, uh, chaps. Uh, my best, Lewis. I'm just going to type SuperPedJason yeah, into It's uh, kind Instagram. of his thing, right? He, he, he posts, like, controversial Ooh. meals. Yeah, okay. um, and so the most recent one is a chicken tikka slice with cheese and tomato sauce, like a cheese, yeah. like on top of a of a of a curry. Um, he's also got um, a pepperoni pizza where he's added mayonnaise on it and bacon, uh, which is not too bad, I suppose. No, I'm um, I'm, I'm looking at one here that's uh, a normal roast with pork pork belly and gravy and Yorkshire's. I mean, you don't mm, pork belly's a bit too bit too oily for that kind of vibe but um the thing that's probably going to upset people instead of roasties he's uh, he's gone with a potato waffle <laughs> i do love a potato waffle but I, I, i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not putting one on the roast dinner no it's not nothing happy. i mean maybe i'm looking with my eyes uh, my disgusting eyes i mean nothing looks particularly un- unappetizing uh one of his meals which i really loved so he's put a meal up he's, he's obviously a meal guy Everything he does is a meal. The meal he's put up in one of them is beef-flavoured Monster Munch in a bowl with a massive carton of strawberry milk, a huge bar of dairy milk chocolate, a bowl of wine gums, and two chocolate eclairs. <laughs> two chocolate eclairs. What a what a finisher. What a finisher. Do you know, the, big, the most controversial thing I saw on Twitter recently was someone had accidentally... It was one of those things where everyone's got a gap in their knowledge, right? So it's almost like yeah. you can't possibly know everything, obviously, and, and things that are common or garden or just accepted as yeah. knowledge aren't all, doesn't always reach every corner of the country and maybe it's just mm. passes people by. And it had become quite clear that this particular guy had responded to sharing, to request to share photos of his, um, of his fry up, right? Yeah. And he had... And he obviously, based on, I think it's been deleted now, but based on the replies, he was completely oblivious. And I actually felt quite sorry for him at the end. He had he had obviously been in the habit of putting garden peas in his fry-up. Yeah. So he had baked beans and also and, garden peas. And like, yeah. obviously, you in know a what meal, the internet's in a like. Meal, People were like, what the fuck are you doing? Get in jail. Get in jail now. Yeah. Is it worse than what Superd Jason uh, ate 29 weeks ago? Smoked ham, crab sticks, cheese, tuna, crackers, cheese triangles. Couldn't be bothered cooking. Lovely. <laughs> That's not. I've I seen think you he's do doing that, that for. I think he's doing that just to just to just to get a rise out of people. To be honest, you shared a I plate with a... me a while back, and you had crab sticks and gravy on the same plate. Did I? You had it was it was something horrific. You'd basically <laughs> grab the load of stuff out the fridge and put it on a plate because it was late yeah. and it was horrendous, mate. Yeah, he's got a nice. He he looks. Uh, he looks like um, pretty much all of the timeline scholars uh, together in one picture. He's posted a picture of him and his dog, uh, and his dog looks actually quite ill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you, I knew it. No, and I know. But yeah, he's. Uh, I think some of it he's doing for effect, but some of the stuff I don't have a problem with, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I was just trying to think. Of, I'm just trying to think of some controversial food thing that I do that people would say is. So I'll tell you one thing I do do, which people won't re- won't respect, and I'll, I'll stick my, I'll stick my neck on the chopping block here just because you know it's only fair. I've just criticising other people. I am I am fine with mushy peas. I don't mind them, but mm. I would much rather have baked beans with my fish and chips. Uh, too too sweet, too water. Yeah, I'm. Mm, 
Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm there'll not, be people you know, out there who'll be upset about that, won't there? I like... I do like... Um, We're going to lose subscribers mushy, from me saying that. I do like mushy peas, but I'm not sure I would necessarily... Uh, you know, if if I've got the choice, they're not going anywhere near my fish and chips. To be honest, just loads of vinegar. I'll have a Wally um, pickle uh, and yeah. some gravy slash curry sauce. Like, I was about to say, you've got to have something wet on there. Yeah. So I, I, I won't have baked beans if we're having curry sauce. The curry sauce in our local chip is really good. So if, it, if right. it's curry sauce available, we'll get a bit of that. But I yeah. tell you what, I will say this about Kennedy's. This is a chip shop near me. I don't can they come after me legally if they want. I don't fucking care. <laughs> they gouge their prices on fucking Deliveroo. Right. <laughs> I bet they do, yeah, because you, you get They double your... it. Double it. They double it, mate. That's heavy. On, f- on Friday nights, that award, it's an award-winning place. It's amazing. It is a brilliant fish and chip shop, and people come from all over South London. Right. But on a Friday night, mate, if you're not there by 6.30, it's probably a 30-person queue down the road. Yeah. Do you get your food quicker if you go on Deliveroo, though? Yeah, you yeah you do. But check it out, though. You'll not believe this. And people who are listening outside of our fair capital... You know, yeah. brace yourselves here. Let me tell you something now. Guess how much it is. Right, I want to do, I'm going to do you a little price guess here. Give me a little price guess right. here. Let me just go. Are you on the Deliveroo? I'm on it now. I'm not going to order, <laughs> but I'm on it now. Guess how much it is on Deliveroo for a medium, not even a large, a medium cod, and you only get the cod, not the chips, nothing else, hmm. just one piece of battered median cod. Guess how much it is on Deliveroo in Kennedy's? With a London premium, I'd say that's nine quid. £13.55. <laughs> the largest That's, 15 quid. That That is... So you could be... One serving of fish and chips could be 20 quid. Guess guess how much it is for one large portion of chips on delivery there. Uh, one large portion is uh, £3.50. £5.50. £5.50. It's just a paper I mean, bag of chips. This is what a fish and chip shop has to go through when they're running... Um, uh, money through the books properly instead of taking cash in every other fucking <laughs> no, it's like, it's this is how it demand, actually though. this is how much a, a professional one actually charges because all the rest of them are cash and hands well, what I would say is this right obviously it's not compulsory you don't have to go there not, not, mm. not, not, technically they're not ripping anyone off because people choose to go there and it is the best one around and it's still absolutely rammed so they're doing it because they can and I don't necessarily in principle have a problem with that uh, there's there's another fish and chip shop just here which isn't as mm. good and it's um, much more much cheaper but no one really goes there so i mean you've got more money than sense we don't really go there that often but if you go into the shop it's mm. like seven quid for a fish so right like, okay that's more that's more but it, it's a london premium though you know i'm 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 i i i must admit like uh when we went up north um to cheadle uh sort of around stockport way like the prices i know you got to put up with the rain and stuff but the price is just so much more what I would usually pay for some That's calamari. not the reason the prices are cheaper. What do you mean? Because well, you rains. can't judge that. It's been raining today. People <laughs> exactly, don't say yeah. that. That's not the thought process, <laughs> is it? Uh, anyway, oh, I'd love to know what people Lordy. who are listening to chip shop prices are. Um, it's a big part of British culture, in my view. But, um, Peter, Certainly we should is. probably leave, and, and we'll, we'll promise our, our dear Luke and Pete Show family that we'll be back on Thursday, because we always are. But before we go, don't just turn it off because I'm about to start the outro. Listen to this. Please leave us a five-star review whenever you, wherever you get your pods. That helps us a great deal. We appreciate that. And if you want to get in touch, it's at Luke and Peachy on socials and hello at com on the email. I think that's it for the admin, and that's it for this week's show, um, or this Monday's show. Thank you very much, Pete Donaldson. Farewell, everyone. And thank you very much uh, from me, too. It's goodbye from me as well. Speak to you soon. Goodbye. Got a scalp in my hand. 
You have got a scalpel in your hair. Where's that come from? That's it. I was, um, I was cutting my, um, my toenails with it. Oh, Bye, God. See you later. Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.